0: God bless you. Truly, we thank the Lord for being here another day by way of radio. I count it a blessing as well as a privilege to be able to come to you this day by way of radio. At this time, let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we thank you, we praise you, we truly honor you. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to call upon your name. I thank you for what you're doing in my life, what you're going to do. Thank you for those that you have listeners and that one that feel that they tune in by accident. Let them know, God, it was your will, your plan for them to hear what you have put upon my heart to say. I thank you. I praise you. I truly honor you. In Jesus' name, to Christ's name, I pray, Amen and Amen. Well, praise God, praise the Lord. We thank God for you, you, and especially you. I thank God for what the Lord have done in my life and what He is doing. Amen. I know on last week I was excited to being uh, on back on radio. You might say, well, brother, well, you didn't miss. You just missed a a week or so. And and, uh, no, listen, the Lord blessed me. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm not going back over what I told you on last week, but it was a blessing. Not only is a blessing, he in turn blessed me to direct me even the more I'm moving towards now uh, that I'm, going to be a missionary as well. And I know some people might say, Brother, where are you doing it backwards? Yes, I might be doing it backwards. I started off with uh, evangelizing. And God blessed me in that, even though I had the wrong concept because I was looking at men. Do you know that that's the problem that we have today, that peoples look at one another instead of looking at the Lord. Yes, we say we have. Uh, I, I'm doing it for the Lord. I, the Lord is blessing me. He opening doors. He doing this. He doing that. Well, it sounds good when we saying it, but in reality, we looking for benefits from it. See, the Bible uh, let you know when you are measuring yourselves by yourselves, and that was the problem. See, I thought if I just get on another station, if I do this and if I do that, then I would be doing what thus says the Lord. Let me say this. A lot of you are, yes, you are a believer, a a Christian, whatever you want to call yourself. You believe in Christ. Uh, You believe that Christ died for your sins. You believe that. You believe that he rose. You believe that. I'm not knocking that. I'm sure you do. But I want you to take an inventory of your life. What are you really, really doing for the Lord that nobody don't know nothing about? That know you, I'm saying. That what you are doing, that they are being benefited. Christ is being benefited. Why? Because you're doing it in secretly. You're doing it because you know God told you to do it. You say, well, I, I go to church. I. I do, all, all will is good. That sounds good, but you're doing that for you. I, I, again, I want you to answer this. What are you really doing for Christ? See, the Bible lets you know that there are certain things you should be doing. Oh, yes. And and and, and when you're not doing those things, we understand. I want you to understand that, first of all, Christ have chose you. See, you just didn't, you didn't get tired of your sin. A couple of you think you did. I understand that. A couple of you feel that, oh, brother, well, I just got tired of a wretch undone. But most of you was enjoying yourself in sin, and lo and behold, something took place in your life, and it convicted you. And once it convicted you, and, and, and you no longer— you no longer had the desire to do those things. You had a unction to know that I need to prepare for death. Because since I didn't ask to come here, it's got to be death after this. I see everybody dying. So and I don't know what's gonna happen for death, so I want to prepare. So then you did what the preacher told you. You surrender, you gave your heart to the Lord. You you ask God to come into your heart and that was good. You start reading your Bible, but what you did, you begin to look at other peoples. I've been down that road. This is this is the road that we all wind up going down. We go to looking at uh having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, the power to be different, the power to cause yourself to walk in a pathway regardless of what the peoples are saying or doing around you. Oh, 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 oh. I'm not just talking about going to no building. I'm not just talking about reading your Bible and trying to get instruction for you. And if you're a preacher, most of the time you're reading the Bible to get a message for somebody else. So reading your Bible and when you're praying, you're making God, you, you, you're you making Christ feel like he's a do-boy. And, and, and you say, well, what do you mean by that? Listen to me. Every time, the majority of the times you get, get down on your knees or however you pray, whether you're laying in the bed or whether you're walking and praying or whether you're driving and praying, you you you're, you're saying, God, I want you to do this for me. I want you to do that for me. I want you to bless my... How many times have you really took a burden on for somebody you know in sin? Think about that. How many times have you really took on a burden that God, way some way, pricked that person's heart? That It's kind of like when Samuel was praying. He was praying in order that Saul... Be justified, Saul. Be ratified in his direction. He wanted Saul to continue to be the king. And lo and behold, all of a sudden, God had to speak to Samuel. Samuel, why do you keep praying for him? I already reject him. And since I already reject him, what is your purpose for it? Tell me that, Samuel. And Samuel said, "Listen, I know you're praying for Saul." I have anointed another king. I'm I'm getting ready to bring him in. Now, some of us, uh, uh, I'm not saying God will reject you. No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, what are you really doing for the Lord? Whatever you're doing. Man, this thing came to me. I know I said a little something about it on last week how that I was doing things, but I was doing it for James Ware. In the name of Jesus. Yes, I was doing it that they can say, look what Brother Ware did. Look how Brother Ware blessed. Look what Brother Ware said. Look what Brother Ware wrote. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord blessing me. The Lord doing this and the Lord doing But wait a minute. When it come down to it, believers, if you knew, I'm telling you, I'm ain't going. Back, I'm not going back like I did last week to the, to, the, to the testimony when I said that you only have 36 hours. I don't know. It could have been the enemy speaking. I was in the bed, and he said, now what you going to do? Listen, folks, when you get, it's like a, you're sentenced to death. We all are. But when you know that you got X amount of hours to go, And I would like to know, how would you, what would you do? How would you handle it? You wouldn't be saying, Lord, bless this. Lord, do this. Lord, give me that. Lord, give me this. No, 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 no. Lord, thank you for me and anything in my heart. And that's where I'm coming to the day. The Bible lets you know nothing but the pure heart shall see God. We, a lot of us say that we love God, but your heart is not pure. You say, who is you to say your heart is not pure? You don't know what I think or how I feel. I sure don't. But I know one thing. I know most of the time that you're praying, you're not praying that God worried or God himself would be glorified in your man. Do you Think about Christ again. Think about Christ. It was so bad with the religious folks that they had to pay Judas to betray him. Do that sound like somebody was doing something that he could get recognition? See, because if he was listening, if he was doing it and and to get recognition, everybody would have said, of course, that old Christ, everybody know Christ. You mean to tell me y'all don't know him? You ain't got to pay nobody. To betray him, you ain't got to pay. He ain't hide. He's not hiding. He was teaching in the synagogue. He was teaching around there. You, they, you listen, but because he did not want to stand out, he was not trying to build a ministry, a platform, a nothing for himself, but to bring the father's soul, the father peoples to him. And those that would come after him. Can we think about all the years that we done had? If you sit down today and say, okay, I'm going to count the people that God really had me to change their life. You say, whoa, whoa, whoa that's being pious, Brother Ware. And you told us not to be pious. Okay, well, how many people that you watered in their life? Well, again, brother, well, you told us that uh, we shouldn't do that, and and I'm still saying it. I'm still saying it. you got to understand the Bible says that uh, God speaks through you. And if you uh, yield your temple to God, the same Holy Ghost that raised him from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body. So the bottom line is, The mortal body is not being quickened simply because we are not learning the Word of God. We are not accepting the Word of God. We are bringing forth this doctrine and that doctrine. We are trying to draw disciples unto ourselves. Instead of saying, Lord, I just want, I just want to trust in you and receive the truth of the Word, of the gospel, of the salvation. I thank you. How much do it now? I know when you first got saved, yes, you thanked God. Then you was willing to change your dress apparel. Most of you that got saved, you was willing to um, do things in the church that you would, even though you was doing it for man, but you had God in mind because you was a babe in Christ. You was like on your bottle. So when you was on your bottle, you did those things which uh, gratify the spiritual man that make you feel like, yeah, I need to do this. That because of the fact my eyes of understanding was being enlightened. Oh yeah, being enlightened. What, What was it being enlightened to? That ye may know the hope of your calling, believers the hope of your calling why did God save you and then save your brother or didn't save your sister why or didn't save nobody else in your family or maybe everybody got saved but God gave you a different gift why did he do that and uh, listen why because he wanted you to know the hope of your calling no want to know what was your calling and the riches of the glory of God. This riches, listen, believer, it's more it's more than just saying I'm doing this and I'm doing that. That's why I, I praise the few people that we have supporting the ministry, just a few, and the reason I I, I I praise them because really nobody knows that they are doing it. I, I, no, I, I, would, I wouldn't say nobody, but I say the majority, people uh, that they know, they don't know that they supporting it. Why? Because they affiliated, with others, uh, and other and since they affiliated with other churches and other ministries. And since they affiliate with other churches and other ministries, then this is something, the conviction that they had to believe that Brother Ware is crying out for righteousness and I want to help him. They had to believe that that's what was going on. So therefore they was willing to sacrifice. They was willing to say, I'm going to do that. And I'm not just talking about Brother Ware. I'm talking about any other ministry that's teaching the word of God. That's standing on the word of God. That that if you're trying to get souls one, not through a denomination, See, we all can do that. I can remember much time. Listen, as much as I love uh, telling people about the commandments of God, I really believe, you hear what I'm saying, folks? I believe that from the sincereness of my heart that we must abide by the commandments of God. I believe that. But I know that the commandments of God doesn't save anyone. It makes you, uh, that i saved say, gives you a direction, even though it's built into your heart, and any time you go, it's kind of like a governor uh, on an automobile. You can set that governor for a certain amount. I, I, I remember way back when we was driving school, bus, they had the governor set to run 35 miles per hour. And and some of the fellas, one fellas, somebody found out that here's why I run 35 miles per hour because we mashed the gas all the way down, and it's going to obey that which they have set up. But, of course, kids get smarter and get wiser, as they did even in my day, and they really smarter and wiser in this day. Somebody learned that if you just barely touch the gas about a quarter of an inch and hold it there, it overrides the governor. So you, where you was, couldn't do but 35. Now you can do 55, you know, because you don't override the governor. But if you push it on down, it's going to drop down. Or if you let up off, you, you just had to find what they call the hot spot. And when you found that hot spot, that would make you, your bus, your uh, override the governor. Now, we got believers doing the same thing. They looking for a hot spot. Yes, they, they, they saying, If I could just go a little bit faster, do a little bit more. Somebody tell me I'm doing this, I'm doing that. How many times have you really think about this? You that are let's deal with you that are married first. And I'm telling you, I can talk about this. No, I'm not married. No, I'm not engaged to be married. Not trying. Well well, I'm not engaged to be married. Or I'm not married. But let me say this. When I was married, I can remember the times that things were just going chaos. And only thing I could do was pray, Lord, do this for my wife. Turn my wife hard around. Do that for my wife. And, and, and God, if, if I'm doing anything wrong, God, I ask you to bless me. Wait a minute. Hold up. You mean to tell me that was a prayer that you was doing for the Lord? When the Bible done already told you that you should be that living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, how many times did James wear? we ain't talking about nobody, how many times, the only time I could think about that when I really got angry about something, I saw myself. Yes, I looked at myself, and it was I was so out of order. And because I was so out of order, then I say, how in the world can I say that I'm a child of the king with a mindset that I have? And I begin to weep and cry out to God. God, you help me. It wasn't about her then. It was about me. And that's where it is. You have to get yourself in the position, husband, wife you can't look at you you can't look at that other person yes that other person might be doing this and doing that might have said this and said that but you need to turn it around and look at what are you doing to the glory of god look at the persecution that you did to the glory of god see if you look at what you're doing and not the other person then guess what God can work in your behalf because you don't move yourself out of the way. But you know God can't move can't move on, on your behalf. Why? Because you so investing yourself into you got to be right. You got to be the glory. You got to get the glory. The other person is just wrong. They doing this, they doing that. And so while you saying all this and saying all that, then guess what? You losing the battle. Because you're not being the light of the world. The Bible lets you know, you know, when you are married, you care for the things of the husband or the wife and the things of God. See, now, when we come to us, I'm going to come to us that are single, we that are single, we that are, uh, whether you be a widower uh, whether you just be single or whether you be a virgin, amen. We'll come to you after we take this break. And I promise you, uh, then I'm going to get in more into the word of God with you. I'm just being led of God today, believers, because I'm telling you, God did something for me. He began to show me me. And see, showing you you means more than anything. I'll be back in a couple of, uh, a couple of minutes. God bless you. Three, two, one. God bless you. We are back. We are back. Amen. We are not at the station today. Amen. We, we was just so excited about what God was doing. We made a part two, um, the testimony. Amen. Amen. So, since we are on part two, and I, I was talking about the merit when I went off on part one. So now we're going to go back to uh, um, the unmarried. Amen. Whether you be a widower, whether you be a uh, virgin, uh, whether you be uh, uh, single by some means, or whether uh, your mate chose to leave you, or you chose to leave this mate and you got saved. And you wind up being by yourself. Now hey, hold up, hold up. When, you, when they teach um, Corinthians the seventh chapter, most preachers that I've heard teach one way. They say, well, if you had one wife and you divorce and you uh, divorce her and you have to go back and get that first wife. Well, the Bible doesn't say that. Matter of fact, the Bible says it's different. Okay, it don't tell you to go back and get that first wife after you've been defiled. Oh no, no. I know people, preachers preaching, and I ain't coming to, to no debate. It's about a testimony, believers. It's about a testimony that you might know. Uh, uh, let me show you something. I'm, you say you're going to say it old but I'm going to give it to you in the new as well you see it's this when a man have taken a wife and marries her uh, I'm, I'm sorry reading from Deuteronomy the 24th chapter at the first verse and marries uh, wife and marries her and come it come to pass that he find no favor in her eyes because he has found some unclean in her uh, then they uh, write a bill of divorcement and give it in her hand and send her out of the house. And when she's gone, is departed out of his house, she may go and uh, and be another man's wife. And if the latter husband hates her and write her a bill of divorcement and write and give it in her hand and send her out of his house, or the latter husband died, which have took her to be his wife, the former husband. Now, how are we going to believe one part of the Scripture and ain't going to believe the other part? The Bible say, and her former husband, which has sent her out of our way, may not take her again to be his wife. After that, she have defiled for that is an abomination unto the Lord. Now, some so many preachers have called people to go back and be an abomination before God. I don't do that. No, now, it's a different thing. First of all, let me make myself perfectly clear. I do not believe in uh, say people's getting divorced, okay? save people's. I'm talking about those that are converted, okay? That's a... Uh, Thin line because, see, that person might say they do, uh, say, by tongue, but ways and action is not saved. So what I'm saying, that person that get a divorce, uh, that person will have to not be, will not, most of the time, are not saved. You know why? Because as Christ forgave them, uh, they have to forgive him. They have to forgive her. You have to, believers. Now, you are the one that is the light of the world. You are the one that's going through persecution. You're the one that's suffering, and Christ said that He would do different. I'm saying this. Now, if that if that mate walk away from you, then you are set free according to the scripture. And I don't have time to go through that because I I I mean, if you call me, write me, I i stay on the phone as long as you get them understanding. If that husband leave you and go marry somebody else, you are set free. I know preachers ain't preaching this, but I'm telling you, if you're doing what God told you to do, not driving him away now, you see it's a certain thing you driving somebody away if you be in this you be in that and I know but if that person go and, and, and be with somebody else you can not keep that person that person now ain't saved now they might get saved later on or they they was convicted and not converted because otherwise they'll realize that same person got the same thing that the other person had meaning that same man just he just might be a little uh, bigger, might be a little smaller, but he got the same uh, uh, way he was, uh, when he was born, a man. Same thing about a woman. So we, we make big issues out of everything. If you love God and you know that God have chose you, you know that God have saved you, you're not going to just walk away and say, I'm just gonna find me another man. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. If you are converted, now if you convicted, you'll do a lot of things. Cause see, we have a lot of people that's convicted that's saying they converted, and and they uh, show and tell, prove that they are just convicted. Yes, it sure do. It'll let them know they don't go through nothing. They don't read the Bible. They don't pray. They don't study. They, they, they look at television. You say, but brother, where? How can you say that? Because a person doing it. When you are consuming yourself with the world, you are not born of God. And I'm not judging you. I'm not standing up saying I'm putting you in hell or heaven or anywhere. I, I'm, I'm not doing that. When you, The Bible says no man can love two masters. You would either love one uh, and hate the other one. Oh, you can't do it. If Jesus said you can't do it, I believe the same identical thing. You cannot do it. No, ma'am. No, sir. Here's what you got. You got a form of godliness. You got a form of godliness. And all of a sudden, when they go in a form of godliness, it wears off. Yeah, the newness wears off. When the newness wears off, then they are trying to justify their action, their ways. Uh, I wouldn't be here with you if it weren't for the children, or I wouldn't be here with you if it weren't for the house the, that we got, and, uh, the, this or uh, that. Come on, no ma'am, no sir, you need to be converted. Because see, when you're converted, when I go back and read the book of Hosea, when I read the book of Hosea, and when I see what Hosea went through, then that let me know, as a married man, I didn't have an excuse. That's right. I didn't have one. And Hosea and, and wasn't walking under grace like Brother Ware was. And then uh, now that I'm saved, I don't have an excuse to do wrong because I can go back and read about Joseph's life. I can put Joseph's life as a single man standing on the Word of God, doing what the Word of God telling me to do and letting God be glorified. He's not concerned about glorifying self. He's not concerned about what God didn't put in his life. You never hear him but one time, and he said that to the man, say, look, man, look, when you get out of here, remember me, because I didn't do nothing to be here. First of all, I mean, I would have been crying the blues but Joseph had a relationship, folks. When you got a relationship, you don't cry the blues. You don't do it. You know that God is your leader, your guider. He your protector. He allows you to go through what you're going through with to, to glorify his name. How about God's name being glorified? How about God's name being lifted up and picked up in Stella, brother wear? No, 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 no. Brother, where don't mean nothing but God, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, Yahshua, Hamashiach, uh, 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 Elohim. Uh, 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 no, Elohim, it was both uh, in the Old Testament, but Emmanuel was in the Old and the New. He was called that. We're speaking about Jesus, the Word of God. How about the Word of God being glorified, folks? That's all I'm saying. So when we do this, then God can begin to bless us. God can begin to do things that we can't even. We give the devil too much place. We give place to the devil all the time. See, and, and you know what? The, uh, in the book of uh, uh, Ephesians, the Bible, this is uh, this is what I had to come to grips. Uh, yeah, Ephesians, the fourth chapter, and uh, the first verse, it says this, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and calm and evil speaking be put away from you with, what? Put away from you with all malice. We, I can't believe saints of God talk down to Somebody else that because they did them wrong. Yes, they did wrong. Yes, they might have did this, but don't you know they couldn't have did it except God allowed it. it now the Bible let you know flee. Uh uh, 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 uh. If you flee from fornication, yeah, He tell you to flee. But then certain things God tell you to stand on righteousness. You stand on the Word of God. You don't flee from that. You let that devil know. I'm not coming down to you. I'm telling you what the Bible says. And, and and it's because of the fact that everybody is, no, I shouldn't say everybody. I said I, I got to get that out of me. So many peoples are seeking self-glorification. I went down the road. I thank God that his mercy loved me enough to be merciful to me. I had two Heart too uh, open. I, I can't call it an open heart uh, operation because, as I told you on last week, the machine did it and uh, this last one. But yet, he, it prepared my heart. Not, not I didn't have no clottery in the valves and all this kind of stuff that they just put stents in. No, I don't have stents. But what I do have is the mercy and the goodness of God saying, James, where. Tell my people that they need to get their heart right as well. Not just the natural heart that pump a uh, blood. No, 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 no. That inward heart, that inward man, we need to begin to, to, to meditate on him. We begin to we need to make him Lord, really Lord of our life. What we are doing today, uh, we are we doing it for self? Or we are we doing it for blowjo? Uh, For Sister Ann, why are we doing it? We need to do it because of the fact that Christ loved you so much and he saved you, as the Scripture said in the book of Ephesians. And he told you that you were saved uh, not according to your works. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, sir. You weren't saved according to your work. You know you say, listen, it says this. For, for by grace are ye saved. I'm sorry, second chapter, of the book of Ephesians again. Uh, uh, second chapter, the eighth verse. For by grace are ye saved through faith. That's not of yourself. You didn't have nothing to do with it, believers. It was God that pricked your heart. It was God that put you there. Listen, not a works, least any man should boast. Do you know what, uh, my daughter stayed with me a week after I got out of the hospital from that uh, heart surgery. And uh, she in turn said, we was looking at, cause I, I, I have the desire, like I said, to do missionary work and I, I was showing her some of the things and why I am wanna do what I wanna do. She said, you know, it's just amazing dad how that God allowed us to be born over here with running water, with food, with clothes, and, and, and just about anybody can find something to eat over here if they go and ask somebody. Now, we know we have a lot of swindles, but if a person over here is hungry, uh, they can just about find something. But we the majority of the peoples, 50 percent of the peoples there where we're going where I'm going, they can't fi- they have to find the wild stuff to get they have to find the fruits and, and and just they have to live off the land. they don't have a refrigerator they don't have this they don't have that and and we are so blessed just to be that she was saying that, God just put his hand on that we be born here and not there. And we are. We are. And we are such a rebellion group of people knowing that God have loved us so much. And we think we have to walk around in this and that and do this and do that. But guess what? We're missing it out, folks. Uh, And let me say this. I, and I and I hope, like I say, you wife, you husband, don't get the wrong understanding. I don't send people to hell because of their relationship or their marriages. And, and I know that some peoples they go. I can go in Matthew's as well. Matthew's the 19th chapter. I can go there as well, and and where read that when this, but that's because the person don't have an understanding of what a Jewish marriage was. A Jewish marriage that we used to have is nothing like the marriage that we got today. Today, we go and get a woman, we find a woman that looks good to us, however she looks, and then we go and find a woman. But back then, it was a little bit different. So, uh, they, because they had to keep it in the in the ranks, so to speak, just like now, if we keep it in the right, black people were married, black people and white people were married, white people and Chinese people were married, Chinese people and so on. But we're not talking about that. No, ma'am. No, sir. What we are saying, and 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 again, don't please don't write me and say, brother, is against uh, interracial marriage? I don't care. You don't one got to give him an account of God, or if God did tell you, then you don't the one still gonna have to praise God for being uh thank god for being obedient to him but I'm trying to make a point i, I I'm, I'm, I'm looking at two or three things at, at the same time I'm trying to make a point here's my point that I'm making believers we are subject to please God to please the living god and that the other people these people searching for i I, I see all the marches. I see that I see all this, and, and, and I'm, I'm not justifying wrongness, but what we are seeking for is martial law. That's what we're seeking for. When we talk about we don't need no policemen, that's what you're asking for, martial law. It's going to be police one way or the other, and that's an altogether different thing. So we need to sit down and count up the costs when we're saying things. We don't want martial law, folks. Then you can't, if they say don't go to the church, you go to church, then they'll shoot you up, put you in prison, whatever. That's what they had. When the government is ruling, the police force is something, uh, your county, your city, that's, that's a different thing, or your state. Uh, man, I'm tra- I, I just got so much I'm trying to uh, get over right now on because I was talking about part two of my testimony. What I know now, that I didn't know that it's my job. I spent 28 years pastoring a church and I was trying to build a, a group of people so that James Ware, oh no, I didn't say it by right, So, but here's what I was saying, that James Ware was the leader and look what I did. I took a bunch of uh, ragtag, uh, folks that would have went this way or that way, and I led them to you, Christ. No, it ain't about. It wasn't about that. It was about me humbling myself. No, I, did. I wasn't doing that. I wasn't using people now. Let me make that straight, too. But what I was saying, I wanted them to be different. I told them that we got the truth over other people's, and it could be over a few people we did have truth. But it wasn't for me to do that to make them feel special. They should have felt special because they was in Christ. You should feel special because God loved you enough that he preserved you to whatever age you is. If you ain't but 13 or you 83, you've been preserved in order to God to get the glory from your life, your life. I'm saying your life, you should please God. You remember when they talked about the widower in Timothy? They said, look, let the widower be three score before you pick a widower because she will get in wanted, uh, in need and, and, and go back and, and all this. It, it was a reason for these things, folks. It's a reason for God choosing you from sin. And I don't care what church you're in. I'm telling you now, He called you from sin. And the Bible teaches me that uh, the transgression of the law is when you commit sin. That is the transgression of the law. For whosoever transgressed the law uh, commits sin. That's what sin is. When you go against the law... You say, well, I ain't never read it like you done read it, brother. Well, I don't see it like that. All right, I'll read it to you. The first epistle of John, and it's the third chapter. It says, whosoever commits sin transgress also the law. For the sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he, he... was made manifested, he was manifested to take away our sins. See, he was manifested with him in your heart. You will love God with all your heart, soul, body, mind, and all your strength. And you ain't got to do thou shalt not, thou shalt not do this, or thou shalt not. And you say, but, but, but that was the law. No, 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 no. It was way before the law. He have always given. When he gave, and it was, I know what you're talking about, the tablets of stone that he gave Moses. He didn't say to the Jews. Here's what he said. In Exodus, the 31st chapter, the 18th verse, and Moses, he gave unto Moses when he had made an end of his communing with him upon Mount Sinai. Two tablets of testimony and uh, tables of stone written with the finger of God. Folks, God written them himself. Now, wait a minute. If God himself wrote them with his finger, then the Bible says over in Matthew, I'm sorry, in Numbers uh, 23, 19, say God is not a man that he should lie. In other words, he ain't like brother where of you or whoever you know. He's not like that. He say, neither the son of man. Oh, wait a minute. He's talking about Jesus. He, he, uh, uh, Jesus came to the uh, uh, earth. Yes, Jesus came in flesh. He visited the earth way before he was born. We know that. If you go and read Genesis, the Bible say the voice of God and then we know that he uh, made the earth, and Jesus himself repented that he had made the earth. Oh yeah, he repented. Uh, he said, "It hath repented me." But then God says, "Listen, what this says." And he sh- and uh, he is uh, neither is the son of man that he should repent. He don't repent. Has he said, and shall he not do it, or? Has he spoke it, and it shall he not make it be it good? There's no time that God said anything. These folks running around here talking about God said this and God said that. It's a joke. It's a joke. I just say it like that. It's a joke. And the reason I say it is a joke is because of the fact they know God ain't said it, and, and, and they ain't living in the position to see God say anything. But as I close, and I'm going to close because it was my testimony. I thank God for those of you that praise for me, that you just not selfish. You're not the person that's saying, I, God, do this for me, do that for me, but you praise for me. I'm only here by the grace of God. I'm only here today behind this mic because I, in turn, under your prayers and god's grace yes it might be a few but that's all it take see the bible says the prayers of a righteous man as much see i believe that and and when that prayer come then there is no fear that person can stand up and pray and not have fear that god is not going going to answer them so and 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 what i'm trying to say to you today is I thank God for you, 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 and you, loving me enough to pray for me. Now I'm asking you to pray even the more that I go forth on this missionary journey and obey God. Because I I said, God, you prepare me, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it because of the fact that I believe that I'm, I'm anointed to do it. I'm anointed to go. And I'm, I have people's praying for me. Yes, we still will be on the radio uh, I, I until God say different. But I'll just, if I can come up with a radio bill, I can come up with a bill to help feed, close people that's less fortunate than I am. No, I'm not doing it for the glory of God. I'm not, uh, I I mean, I'm not doing it that man to get the glory. I'm doing it that... God would, I'm doing it for the glory of God that he can look and say, okay, I spared his life and I had others praying for him and he submitted to my will and therefore I'm going to bless him. That's what I'm looking at. Amen. I'm looking at that. And the reason I'm looking at that is because I feel that God needs to carry his higher heights and a deeper depth. Yes, James, well, can do some things around here. And they pat me on the back, and they, in uh, a few years I got left, they come to the uh, closing of my years. They say, well, he did this, he did that, and all that would be good for man's sake. But it ain't about man, folks. It's about the Lord uh, getting the glory. I want Jesus' name. I want the authority to go forth. Yes, the authority of the Lord Jesus to go forth in somebody's life because I believed in him. Father, I thank you. Father, I praise you. Father, I honor you. I ask you to bless every heart and soul that heard this message, God, and would follow through to want to go forth and do more for your name's sake. God, not to just say I'm doing it, to be doing it, but to do more that somebody can be blessed through them being obedient to what you have told them to do. I praise you, Lord. I honor you, Lord. In Jesus, the Christ's name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Believers, we thank God for you again. Thank God for you that was praying for me as I said, I thank God for this testimony that he put in my heart and showed me me. Amen. Because that's what it's all about. It's all about me doing what uh, I should be doing. So that's a blessing. And I thank God for you. I want you to get on board with me, those of you that desire to. I'm not trying to pressure nobody into to do. I can give you my vision or you call me and I'll send you my letter that I, I'm, I'm drawing up uh, that what we're about to do and who we're about to help. And, uh, hey, if you don't feel it, don't worry about it. Amen. I don't want to put guilt on nobody. I don't. I want I want Christ to lead and guide them and allow them to say that I heard the voice of God. That's the only way to do it. Amen. Yes, yeah, that's the only way to do it. And But give me a... Uh, Spend time to call. You can call me at 404-293-7557. That's 404-293-7557. Or feel free to write us. Or uh, I tell you what, the best thing to visit our website. That's Brother James Ware. All one word. Dot org, and what's going to happen so a lot of people get confused what's going to happen once you put in Brother James Ware it's so many Brother James Ware but when you see the sign say believers walking in the way of righteousness you know you're on the right one we would love to hear from you and i love for you to, uh, to log on send me an email send me uh, something to let me know you're interested and I, I believe God will bless you. Amen. Because you are answer the prayer uh, that I'm praying. Thank you again. Brother Ware is saying, as I always say, you don't have the problems you think you have. All you need is more faith in my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. God bless you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where you live shouldn't limit your access to quality internet. That's not fair. U.S. Cellular introduces fast and fair high-speed internet. With reliable home internet from U.S. Cellular, now there's no limit to how you stream, game, and work. So instead of this, you get this. Upgrade to fast and fair high-speed Internet from U.S. Cellular. Upgrade to fair.